Hi, I'm Reese and Dump the Fuck and Her Bullshit, Ashlyn Brennan. Hi, and I'm not participating in that, Georgia Kelly. <laughs> and this is The E-Files, a podcast exploring emotional intelligence. Uh, how are you, girl? Hello. It's so nice to see your face through the screen. I know. I have to say, I, 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 I've had moments where I'm like, wow, I really haven't had to look at myself yeah for for this amount of time ever like i don't stare at myself in the mirror for the amount of time i see myself on a screen on a, in a zoom meeting or a facebook group chat or whatever interesting i feel like i'm seeing myself way less okay interesting because like i've actually well, i've kind of been doing it on purpose like when i'm sitting at my desk i have mirrors all around me but i just turn them away because i find if i literally can't concentrate if i can see my face because i just like start poking holes and then I'll just like That's want so to like wash my face or wash my hair or have a shower and just be weird. Yeah. So Absolutely. I, I totally get that. I feel like as uh as like I don't know, I feel like I have confidence issues with like my comfort. Yeah. Like if comfort is the new norm, I don't know, I'm kinda like aware of what pajamas or tracksuit bottoms I'm putting on. And like I love tracksuit bottoms, but like I just am aware how I look yeah. in them more. Even I don't know. I, th- I think lots of people might be not feeling great about themselves in quarantine because it's like, are we? What are we going to call it? Quarantine or isolation or lockdown? Let's call it lockdown. Do you want to just call it cutine? Cutine. Okay. Cutine. I think lots of people will be struggling with self-image during cutine because it's like no one looks good, no one feels good. You're not even exercising that much unless you're doing like so- home workouts, but like you're not you're not in a good routine. Like no one's like being their best selves right now. So. Lots of I don't know. There's probably. definitely people out there who are not being their best best selves. I suppose they're just making well, the have, best like... of a bad situation, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a fair mm. observation. Um. Yeah, yeah. That makes me lethargic thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that home workout that I didn't do. But I will say, I know. I I messaged you guys earlier about it. I I did the Dua Lipa physical video yeah. workout and so cool. i was i know it's so embarrassing because you just don't look like her while you're doing it <laughs> oh is it oh they literally just show her video no or is there no, a host it, she, no 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 she did uh she she made a music video for it and it was like this animated it was like this mix and crossover of um mm. anim, like uh an animated story and then herself and all this and then there's another one where she's she's it's like an infomercial aerobics video from the yeah. 80s and it's like her being like okay good job only two more left and it's her looking like the biggest well she always looks like the biggest babe but like i know she's such a ride there yeah they're, but it's it is a workout video like it's an aerobics video but it's a dance as well okay um, i might do that it's like yeah dude it's funny and she get on the floor and you like it's called the rump or something and you have to like be in doggy what's the word be in doggy style <laughs> doggy style yes yeah arse in the air okay definitely <laughs> <try> that. <laughs> okay so obviously we are in cutine right now and we're recording our podcast via video chat oh yeah we should have stated that from yeah, the get-go that's what i'm just um, bringing it back to uh, explaining how we're doing this uh, I think yes. it might actually work, and if it works, and that's so handy, you yeah, can just exactly. continue if, to do pods. Absolutely, it'd be so nice to keep this going, and yeah, it would just 
be so good to do it re- remotely and take the massive production element out of it if we can mm. whittle it down to this production level and it sound good then mm. we're sorted yeah exactly um so yeah today's episode is about emotional response to crisis uh but we're calling the episode calm for marketing purposes <laughs> yeah i would say that so um, yeah um, yeah <laughs> go on sorry <laughs> What did you say? Um, so we aren't. So yeah, disclaimer: we aren't going to talk about uh, the current state of the world directly, but rather the reactions that we've seen and try to unpack healthy ways uh, to deal with the current world situation. Yeah. I think we both can agree with everyone that like there's an overload of information out there, and it's all there if you need it. I'm not dissing people who are talking about it. Like I, I love learning and getting information about things, but um, this is just going to be talking about the emotional responses that you get to something like this and especially because this is just so brand new mm-hmm. so some some of those reactions that uh, i have witnessed are a high to low level oh no well, a low to, fuck. A, low, a low to high level anxiety um uh, stress mm-hmm. levels um but the the anxiety one really stood out for me because i feel like it all every reaction stems from anxiety mm-hmm. so other reactions that we're seeing throughout the world from different people and different countries all stem from a, like this overwhelming sense of like dread and anxiety. Um, yeah. I was so yeah. Um, that's where I think I'd like to start today. Yeah, and I think this is actually this kind of makes sense for us as well because we we've always wanted to do a podcast about stress, but we just hadn't gotten around to it. So I think this is a really good like lens to view stress through and then more importantly an, a lens to view how you react to stress and how to not let stress maybe take over your life in in because yeah. in, like we're in a scenario now which could be considered one of the most stressful scenarios that you can kind of imagine really it's like an yeah, apocalypse totally. outside so yeah if what you do you how do you feel about that term the apocalypse yeah like i don't really it's not. i don't know if I, I yeah like i don't relate to those terms i think they are dramatic and maybe it I'm is really dramatic wrong. it's maybe completely I'm... dramatic okay i, just, I feel it's... like i'm hey go on i was gonna say it's literally blatantly non-apocalypse it's not the end of the world if anything it's it's a big deal and it's something that you know as a society we've been fearing for a while but it's only so dramatic in that we have to be on lockdown and we have to stop travel and everything because we're trying we're just trying to be smart and preventing it from getting worse it's, it's not because it is this horrific thing to be honest it could be way worse if we have a virus that kills anyone and everyone instantly like in a more dramatic and horrible way than flu-like symptoms that's something i'd be more scared of like something like ebola or I, lo- I love how you say that word Ebola. <laughs> Ebola. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's not to diminish cr- coronavirus. Obviously, it's a horrific, horrible thing, but I'm just saying yeah. it's not an apocalypse, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny because I was wondering if I'm just, if that's how, because my response to anxieties in general, like not even with this specifically, but I, I tend to go. I'm an avoidant and I that that's I think that that shocks people sometimes because I'm so high energy and all this but like I when I deal with anxieties I 
I tend to avoid. So I go numb, really, and I don't really grasp the severity of situations. So, like, not that I haven't... So let's say in this instance with what's going on in the world, I obviously grasped all of that instantly. So it's not a lack of um, being able to take responsibility. It's more that, like, I just can't... The anxiety, if I give, I just kind of can't give into it. I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. I can't even deal with that amount of anxiety. So I'm just going to go numb totally. But then I end up not really um, being present all that much. I get and that. And I notice that I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know what my reaction to stress and anxiety is in general. But in this scenario, I definitely was an avoidance as well. I think it started out, it's not an avoidance because I'm like, that's too stressful to even think about. It's more an avoidance of like, I don't want to have to deal with that yet. So I'm going to push off dealing with it for as long as I can. So like, I literally didn't read anything or talk about coronavirus until it was on our doorstep. Like, I mean, literally like the day that the schools were closed, like maybe the day before that, I was like, oh, this might be kind of serious. And I kind of started talking about it a bit. And then since then, I've been more like kind of dealing with it. But my my mindset is kind of just like if something's stressful and anxiety inducing I don't want to waste more time than I absolutely have to thinking about it <laughs> so I'm just gonna wait until it's like really really prominent in my life and then I will deal with it you know yeah absolutely I think that actually is such a key difference if you apply that to other situations in our lives that actually speaks volumes to how both of us deal with stress because I don't it's I never let it really land on my doorstep is the issue because I lose being present mm-hmm. whereas you avoid until you have to deal with it but you're still present enough to know that it's coming you're acknowledging it yeah perhaps whereas I wouldn't really acknowledge but I this that's like and I mean that's how I've always like that's how I dealt with college stress and everything but I would have thought I don't know I think I'm just always going to battle that mindset for the rest of my life like that's my natural mindset but then as an adult I've and then taking part in a uh, diploma this year I'm participating that and handing in assignments on time like I I just changed my mindset like so do you you think you're good at dealing with stress in general um yes in terms of stressful situations like I'm good under pressure Mm -hmm. like I've written 3,000 word essays in a day Mm mm-hmm so I've and I know loads of people have but I I won't know yeah I won't like lose hair or uh, my body won't crumble um so maybe I'm moderately okay at a stressful situation I don't know if I'm great but like I would I think I'd be good also in like uh like if you you're late for a plane uh like all that sort of stuff I'm good at just like getting there and direct but um I haven't had it that tested that much I've had a relatively stress-free life in terms of that's true. groundbreaking levels of stress that's true so have I but I think I generally am good at dealing with stress it's not even that yeah. I'm good at dealing with stress I think I just don't get stressed very easily like not many things um will like really genuinely phase me and then with, when when they do what I am when it is hitting me I think I'm like I think I'm like medium. I'm like pretty good at dealing with stress. It doesn't like overwhelm me. It doesn't ruin my life. I don't lose sleep ever. I don't like stop eating or like my hair isn't falling out. But I probably will be like, I will be feeling it. I will be like, oh, I'm really stressed. (laughs) So do you think that's because you make choices? Like you never let it get to a level where it's so overwhelming? Or do you think that just naturally you're better at stress management, but 
maybe less better at anxiety management because like mm. you were really anxious there at, at Christmas time kind yeah. of all around that time and that was your first time kind of really really being like okay I haven't got a handle on this and mm. I don't know how to yeah I don't really know I, I definitely definitely do try to just prevent it from happening like I try not to put myself in stressful situations that's why like I've always I don't like leave like bills piling up and deadlines piling up and I don't like even emotionally like in terms of the relationships that I have and um stuff like that I don't put myself in situations that cause me super high stress I tend to like if, if I'm in a relationship that's causing me high stress I'll kind of just like cut it I think exunt exunt <laughs> or like that's my favorite word. yeah I don't know but um then yeah then I suppose I have my anxiety levels haven't been super super tested so I'm not really sure how I do deal with it like yeah that that literally the only time I've dealt with anxiety in my life was just there like in like October November December and I was really anxious and um mm. I don't know how I dealt with it I just kind of got over it yeah I think I was just thinking there we should I think we should maybe one day do an episode on like that alone that like I used to, I have such a different mindset. So actually, shout out to myself. I celebrated a birthday in Q-Teen yes, only a few days ago. <laughs> um, one of the best ones yet, not going to lie. Really? Yeah, I was paid so much attention. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think everyone felt so sorry that it was your birthday in Q-Teen that you just got so much love. Yeah, I got so much love. I got, um, I got, yeah, exactly. I just got so much love and everyone, yeah, it was everybody really pulled up their stucky and was adorable. I got a shout out on my Darcy that was, you know, yeah. swoon worthy. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, um, but one of the things I've kind of been thinking about, 24 is such a bloody mundane age. Like nothing happens to you at 24 except, you know, uh, personally what you can say happened to you in your life at that year. But we should definitely do an episode on like how, your how young we still are mm -hmm. and like one of those things now even just talking about stress and anxiety like I just feel now that no matter how I used to deal with stress and anxiety at this very moment or it's apply this to any emotion that I have I'm currently finding new ways like I'm gonna yeah. come out of this period a different person yeah. I just know it not massively not drastically like but I just even being asked questions like oh and what do you think about this or you know whatever in conversations with people I'm kind of just like I don't really yeah know. it's an ongoing <laughs> it's an ongoing journey it's funny I feel so young like when you say we shoot an episode on how young we feel I uh, on a daily basis feel really really young to be honest yeah like I'm not That's I'm not I don't feel like an 18 year old I don't know what age I feel but I just don't feel like I mm. um I don't feel like I know much <laughs> do I totally no you know nothing I don't really know anything yeah <laughs> that's that's how I feel I doing this podcast as well and being in the second series and kind of not being so ego having less ego about it so less like well if I'm certain on these things then the podcast will do so well like that attitude mm. I'm now just like I have absolutely no idea and I actually think that's what's going to make us more relatable anyway is this is this completely and utterly irrelevant <laughs> I don't know I think that's an I know, I think we segwayed a bit, but I think we're all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's just... Uh, well, I have a funny anecdote about a segway. About which? I have a funny anecdote about a segway, which we can stick in here to segue back to our stick next point. Stick it in there. 
Um, so my uncle, uh, John, he one time randomly, yeah, I probably shouldn't say his name. Sorry, John. <laughs> one time he, this is like at least 11 to 12 years ago, he acquired a Segway from work at the time. Whoa. Like on loan. And we went around their houses. It's it's a big house, but it's it's narrow in terms of how it's built. Like it's confined. It's constructed like quite in blocks, like, and um, literally nothing. Anyway, and uh, there we were segueing through, and there was a huge family party, so there was no space. Mm. Like I don't know what the hell we were doing, and I was at least ten, mm. at least, and um, yeah, I I hit off the stairs because I went like to turn it, and I hit off the edge of the bottom step and it went on its side and it that's embarrassing <laughs> it was really embarrassing oh. i don't remember it hurting i remember it being truly humiliating Humiliated. it's kind of uh, impressive that your uncle had a segue 10 years ago i feel like is that when they were in yeah no that's when they were is, in is that when yeah they were totally in? okay totally totally it's okay. that long ago now vintage yeah vintage so yeah back to <laughs> low to yeah. high level anxiety and stress um and stress yeah so i um did a conflict course mm-hmm. in the oskulta center in uh, on pembroke road which is basically like a meditation center or wellness center and uh, it was a seven-week course with uh, mary kennedy who um if you're if anybody listening is into yoga retreats or into meditation and any of those practices you should look her up she's like she's so soothing and she's such a lovely was presence. that the lady that you sent me a video of today no that That's was Teresa Moore she's a yoga teacher yeah, yeah. Okay. she's a Wicklow um yeah I wouldn't do yoga with Mary my mum's gone mm. on a yoga retreat with her but and um, my brother's girlfriend has but I yeah. I, I haven't done that with her um but like she does yeah like she does high like high key like she goes to retreats and uh like brings people down to Kerry and all that and would mm. do a weekend away and learn Lovely. about them spirituality and stuff yeah gorge but um so I did a conflict course with her uh with my mum actually and it's a core it was a women in conflict course so we all arrived and so it's not individual like my mum and I weren't Mm. learning how to have conflict with each other but you arrived and there was about 10 of us initially and I think the group got a little bigger at some point but we made we made rules and one of the rules was like we actually can't talk about the experiences that we talked about in there but uh you can talk about your personal experience okay so the personal experience was that you went in and you talked about conflicts that you have or witness in your life and how to work through them. Okay. Um, so really how would you define a conflict then? So conflict is anything from in a conversation with a person uh, to inner battles that you're having in terms of opinions, perspectives. Mm. Um, but typically the the they both overlap so let's say if I'm in an argument with you or in conflict with you a disagreement it can be mild to extreme mm-hmm. that your your body because your body sees it at a, as a threat it becomes an internal conflict so you're constantly conflict is so overwhelming that you end up having emotional and physical responses to them mm-hmm. uh, and this is then this can then be applied to anything so then this is what uh you and I can discuss but like I found it hard when I was thinking about discussing this on the pod I was finding it hard to link t- to link sorry how what's going on in the world is an inner conflict yet all the things that were described to me and that I learned in that course seemed to be relevant to how people were reacting to the situation well yeah for me when I heard that I was just like the link is that 
um, anxiety inherently is conflict. Like anxiety is equal to conflict because I mean, from my limited knowledge and understanding of it, anxiety is kind of feels like your um, mindset and your thoughts are in conflict with your logic and your uh, body. Mm. Basically. Yeah, totally. So I think if, um, if that makes I imagine sense. if you learned how to deal with conflict in a really healthy way, then you'd be able to deal with anxiety on some level because you'd be able to kind of battle with yourself to kind of work it out with yourself, maybe. Yeah. I wonder if when you're feeling like I I'm, I identify totally with how I experience anxiety, but other people I've been around just discussed with other friends how they they cope and manage anxiety mm. and I wouldn't really relate to how they experience it. So I wonder if like that makes sense to me when you say that, because for me, I definitely just need my anxieties uh, just needs managing. Yeah. I wonder. I'm curious if other people feel that way. But um, yeah, so exactly like you say that then when the if how to manage it. So when I was thinking about this and I was like, how to what what I learned from the course and in terms of managing conflict is trying to recognize your personal conflict style. Yeah. So there was four types and there was the avoidance, compromising, harmonizer and the collaborator. Uh, so I relate to the avoidance one. The avoidance one is truly just like you retreat in. So someone comes at you with an issue, the, 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 the current state of the world comes at mm-hmm. you with its issue. You avoid, you retreat and your goal is to protect yourself ultimately. That's, um, I'd say that's very common. Totally, totally. Then you have the compromiser. So the compromiser might be a lot of parents right now who want to avoid, but their goal is to protect. And also they know they have to take responsibility and partake in this, in all the responsibilities at home with their children or, or you know, or whoever they're minding. And so they mightn't, their, their end goal, yeah, is to kind of find balance, but it's it's still not, no one really wins. So, and then the harmonizer is someone who's just doing things to make peace with the situation. Mm. So who's kind of deluding themselves in lots of ways. And then the collaborator, I don't know if that applies here really to the state of the world, but in general, the collaborator is just, it's kind of the best outcome in my opinion, because you're, you're taking, you're look. your goal is that two people win. So with the harmonizer, your goal is that the other mm. person wins. You don't care about yourself. The compromiser means nobody wins. And then the avoidance means you're protecting yourself. It's a win for you, but not a win for the other person. Um, And they can shift. What I find so interesting as well is they can shift depending on the context. So like I might be an avoider mm. with stress, but in, an, in a discussion with you, I wouldn't be an avoider at all. I'd probably be, it depends. I would switch, you know? Yeah. So it just depends on the type of conflict you're dealing with or the person you're dealing with or the situation you're dealing with. But in this context, I think, yeah, the majority of people would probably be avoiding. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to say that. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say when you were talking there is that um, I think my type of conflict resolution would change depending on the situation I'm in. Like some, I'm a bit of both, like I'm a bit of all of them. Mm-hmm. Totally. And Which everyone is. is. Common. Yeah, yeah, everyone is. Um, interesting and yeah some people found what I thought was so interesting is that a lot of people were 
saying that they they found it hard to understand why they were oh, sorry I found this as well like they, like why I was an avoider with some but mm. a full like um I don't even know if there's another one there but like I mean I would addre- like I would have no problem addressing conflict anywhere else yeah so why is that oh well mm, that's that's down to context like context I definitely I'm a bit traumatized by conflict to be honest yeah in terms of like in relationships like dear Christ (laughs) Mm, but uh, that's just I think that's just uh, processing like I absolutely think that comes down to the relationship as well like any new relationship I have been in I've it's uh, it's been better so um, yeah, but I just true. was traumatized by it for a while, and then also then in terms of college or whatever, I would just be an avoider because like I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So is there a right or wrong way to deal with conflict? There, she well, she, yeah. There was an archetype, and there was like, no, you've to there, you have to you have to look at them all, and we had to pick the positives of each. Mm-hmm. So it's all about perspective. So sometimes avoiding is really really good. So let's say, if I say to you. You come to me and you say, Ash, I wasn't happy when you do this, but I don't want to particularly avoid that with you. But I also don't agree with you on it. I, it. It's OK for me to go. Cool. I need to think about what my response to you on this and then get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I thought that was really interesting, like that you would think yeah. avoidance is always bad, but that's actually quite good. And then sometimes compromising again compromising is a positive one it's just that when it's overused it means that the the arguments or the the problems never get solved mm, and i'd say it it, har- it would eventually potentially harbor resentment in in one person or the other person yeah totally like i resent you all the time. so much <laughs> so i say all this not to like brag about what i learned on my course or have a platform to talk about um but because there was ways that we were given to address that those style conflicts within yourself and um one of them was which i loved was called the transmuting emotions which i should probably do an episode on this itself so it's seven steps transmuting emotions process and basically it's a easy it's a way to help you figure out and work through the emotion rather than just ignore it or like even if that works for you a lot of the time people can't ignore emotions and they just manifest into like shitty little things. Um, yeah. I know myself, I get super frustrated when I can't work through something or don't want to work through something. So this is just a nice little way to be kind to yourself, but like not have to actually, you know, you can always come back to it. It's not like you have to figure it out right now. It's just a nice little thought process rather than thinking to yourself, oh, I have to go for a walk and think about this thing that's irritating me. So the first one is note the sensation bring attention to the sensations in the body so I love that one because I'm such a person who feels things physically like Mm. I can't help that but do you relate to that at all or no Uh, I actually do relate to that yeah I feel I tend to feel things in my gut and in my stomach and in my heart like I feel things yeah quite physically okay perfect um well if you do (laughs) perfect (laughs) So step two is interpret the feeling. Loosely label it or name it if you can. Step yeah. three is cognition and thoughts. What thoughts are related to the feeling, associated with the feeling? Step four is relinquish the story. 
So let go of those narrative and thoughts, drop back into the body and stay loyal to the sensations. Now, this, the next okay. part is the hardest part. It's sit with the emotion. Now, this is, I know people are going to hear that and be like, nah, fuck this, I'm not doing that. But that is actually key. Mm. Um, I had a situation recently where uh, I had kind of, um, well, my reality shifted a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah, my, my, I, I thought something was going to go a certain direction and it didn't. I, the plans changed. And one of the things I did was just tell myself, like, sit with the feeling yeah and honestly it was gone within two days then that that feeling of frustration that I had at not understanding the situation I just was like I just kept telling myself to sit with it which was such a good lesson to have learned totally and actually shout out to my friend Leo but he because he pointed out to me he was like oh well if you can because I was feeling the the feelings quite heavily the next day and I was frustrated at the situation because I was like I feel like an insane person because I was put Mm. in this direction but and then you also like it doesn't matter what you the frustration in a sense because the bigger picture is is like this is your reality now yeah so I was frustrated that I was feeling anything really and then I but uh Leo pointed out to me like oh well if you can focus on YouTube videos then you're good it's only when you can't focus on small things like that that you've to notice what your mood is like and I noticed I wasn't paying attention like I would I would watch a YouTube video that would make me feel good normally like something funny that I love and like 30 seconds in I'd be thinking about the situation and my emotions on it and I'd be starting to build a narrative and I'd be be, like getting frustrated and angry and I would start thinking like quite negatively like oh did this was this happening when I wasn't like thinking you know and all that sort of like negative thought and then I was just like you got to just sit with the feelings sit with the feelings sit with the and I kept going back to it and absolutely it made such a difference so when you were sitting with the feelings, what were you doing? Just letting yourself think about them or like indulging in overthinking them or what did it look like? I was doing like? both. Yeah. I was doing both. I, I think you should. I think indulging is such a dangerous word because like that means so many different. And yeah, like I, it wasn't positively. I wouldn't say that's the most healthy thing. Like indulgence isn't the healthy thing, but maybe sitting with it. So I would I would distinguish that by saying like I would just be I would just show myself some compassion. Yes. And I would kind of indulge in a positive sense. Like I would be like, it is so sad that that happened. Mm. You didn't deserve to think that it was going to be this happy thing. And then it turned out it was like all that, mm-hmm. that it wasn't as dramatic as that, but that is how I, I, know, I, know what you mean, I suppose yeah. I have to, yeah, I have to acknowledge that. But exactly. I would just kind of agree with my emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would, instead, instead of, so the indulgence in a negative light, I think would be like, yeah, you should feel like this because that is terrible. And you should be mad at that person. I think that's indulging in it in that sense. But in, in this sense, I was just sort of being like, yeah, that's really sad that you're feeling this way and you should really yeah. let yourself indulging in a, in a in a thoughtful way, maybe. Mm. So that's um, OK. Interesting. Thank you. Then step five is extract the wisdom. Mm-hmm. So what's right about this anger, confusion? What's the wisdom in the feeling state? So then that's exactly what happened to me. I was kind of just like cool well I've learned so much from this and you can only like go up so exactly cool and then step six is let go of our ego attachment to the feeling and the narrative so this is the difficult bit but having received the wisdom it can be easier yeah this is something that like depending on how you deal with ego in your life personally you're either going to you're either you you either are or you aren't going to attach ego to the situation I think it's hard not to especially like if you've been Mm. burned in any way 
like i'm still battling with that i'm still like the whole notion of ego is something i'm still battling with i don't even know how to like recognize it in myself yet so i'm like completely lost at how to deal with it because i don't even know how to recognize it but yeah letting go of your ego in conflict i'm definitely not good at that i'm just gonna be straight up (laughs) (laughs) i think straight up bad at that (laughs) yeah i think people would i think uh past partners would sue you if you answered differently yeah i think that's been definitely a recurring theme (laughs) in fairness well i think i think so 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 is so by i think i can Mm. be quite vulnerable but only in a victim sense I haven't successfully been vulnerable, really. I haven't had the chance to. I haven't been in another long-term relationship. But I feel I... like I've definitely been vulnerable. It's not... See, that's what I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't know what ego is. Because I have been vulnerable. I think I'm just not willing mm. to... I'm so afraid of, like, diminishing myself or something. Probably because I have trauma about being a middle child that was overlooked. That I'm, like, so not willing to allow any compromise because I'm like yeah. no I'm right or no I don't want that or something like yeah, that yeah well, I suppose compromise to you then is like the like you'd rather collaborate avoid or like whatever uh-huh. uh, harmonize because a compromise to you is actually like the last thing you're going to want to do in an argument like that well no I think harmonize is the last thing I want to do I think I'm willing to compromise I'm just never willing to harmonize okay interesting because I think when I was a child if I, I in my mind see myself as one of the harmonizers the one that just like does whatever to make the other person happy and it's like it's fine whatever you want because I used to be like that and now I'm just so not like that because I just like have some weird trauma about it from when I was a kid and I'm just like I don't want to be that do you think it's weird or do you think like to me when I hear that I'm like that's the most natural occurrence you yeah have maybe it is that. I just haven't heard it before I've never heard someone say talk about that before that that experience but it must be common enough yeah, I would. I I am not a middle child, obviously, but I would have that. I would totally relate to that. Um, in terms of, I would have been a harmonizer because I would have wanted people to like me, mm. or siblings to like think I'm cool. Mm. So therefore, now, but now I'm like, I wouldn't really compromise, and I'd I'd get into conflicts more now because I'd kind of be like, I'm not willing to budge on myself because I felt that I always budged exactly yeah i totally relate to that yeah but maybe that's a yeah maybe that's actually the most common experience because like lots of people when they're young and their children probably are harmonizers and then especially for women when you're trying to get your own voice in your early 20s that probably is really common that you're like that you go the opposite way and then obviously lots of women still stay harmonizers that's a really common trope as well but i'd say there's people would relate to that it's so interesting once you know these you just start applying them and you're like oh yeah 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 i love that i love when things like make sense like that and you're like oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because emotions just 95 percent of the time don't make, don't sense. make any sense <laughs> <laughs> um okay and then last but not least step seven yeah. is communicate okay so what needs to be communicated to the other person do you need to communicate to the other person oh i'm still learning that one i don't know yeah i think i'm i think i'm kind of okay at that one yeah but what if it's an ex you're not gonna like call them up and be like it's like sometimes i think i should sometimes i'm like is this is life too short <laughs> but then i'm like no it's well not, it's not, with an it's ex not worth it. is that not that's a previous conflict but it's not a current conflict so maybe there's no point in okay 
but with if if I was in a current conflict with someone, I think I'd be good at communicating. Do you feel like you would be good at communicating? No. no. I don't tell people when I'm Yeah, mad at them. and that's I feel like that's a compl- I feel like you not you didn't used to be like that at all and now you've just been like that in the last like 2 years. No, I have I never used to tell people I was mad at them. I didn't. Mm. I would I would tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like call you and be like I'm so mad at this person for doing this. Yeah, this, maybe this. I, I just only noticed it in the last 2 years. Yeah. And I give out less about people. Well, maybe not actually. Sorry. That's an actual that's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> I don't really gossip or bitch anymore. <laughs> me. I don't have problems with people. <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed you've said that to me recently or like whatever in the last while yeah. that you just don't really feel like telling people when you're upset or hurt by or angry about something yeah that i just actually, think it's that crazy is, i have to yeah <laughs> like you should tell them that honey <laughs> yeah no i i agree i think in the past i was dealing with people who i would tell my problem to and it wouldn't it would just always manifest in a bad situation yeah whereas now i think i could absolutely like in the past i've in the recent past i have dealt with someone who was irritating me and i did tell them mm. and they absolutely accepted it and and uh heard me so but you've also said to me that you don't like telling someone when you're annoyed because you're like well that's like my problem why would I say it to them because I'm upset by something that they did it's my problem oh yeah if it's it depends on the thing yeah totally I just don't think that's I still think you should say it if someone's hurt you someone's hurt you unless it's like completely illogical but most of the time it's not completely illogical it's like kind of fair well, I am a big believer in forgiveness. Like if, if someone to me is 90% of the time a great person and they do a couple of things that irritate me, I actually, yeah, I really don't see the logic in calling them out on it. I think but it's, do you not think just, I think we've had this debate before on the podcast, but I'm like, just to benefit the other person because they might want to know. Like if I, like just obviously. I never want to know. I, I want to know if I did something that upset you, I would want to know. So I can okay. not do it well, again. I yes okay with you that's different i yeah i know it's the fear of conflict i just don't want to i just don't want to tell someone that they've hurt me because then they'll be like oh i'm sorry and then i have to be like oh it's okay or you can just be like yeah you don't even have to resolve it like that though like we've had conflict before that hasn't been resolved and one of us saying sorry it's just been resolved and both of us being like that's fine it's literally just communicating how we felt but like grand yeah, but I wouldn't love that. Like, I wouldn't come away from that good. I'd be like, okay, I don't want to do that again. Because, like, okay. I just can't. But it, it's it's just getting back into the swing of it. Like, I do believe I'm I'm not ultimately that type of person, do you know? Mm. Like, I do. That's why I think it seems out of character. Sorry, I can see myself in my hair. It's actually not okay. <laughs> um, it's also just, it's just taking the power away from the conflict. So it's like, so what if it doesn't feel great? And so what if it doesn't maybe end in like the perfect way where everyone's happy or like if everything's worked out it's just like totally oh expectations is a huge thing related to yeah. that yeah absolutely it's, like it's allowed to be My awkward and it's allowed to be a bit crap yeah i'm no i'm not good mm. at that oh no, hell no hell no <laughs> i think but I'm okay i don't know like uh, yeah like I think, again, I think it's just about practice. I don't practice it enough. I don't ever c- contact people about conflict. So I should. Yeah, and then I should. would realise it's fine. Yeah, exactly. You should. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> George is going to get a fucking long yeah, ass. Yeah, I'm going to get a letter in the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
not at all. So, um, back, so again, I'm so glad we segued. <laughs> yeah, was that a segue? I don't even know what this train is, but we're on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this train is a, this is, you see, this is actually, this is such a natural. Yeah, it's natural. Uh, it's, yeah. We be vibing. <laughs> I already wish I'd for it again, it's before this. Mm. Um. But yeah, basically, I, I say all this to bring awareness or enlightenment to the frustration that occurs when you are trying to keep shit together. Yeah. And I think that is the underlying, that's, sorry, that's the overtone of this whole situation that yeah. we're in right now. It's that everyone's just trying to keep shit together. Yes, exactly. And yeah, for me, like those are three, how to get to calmness is addressing the anxiety, working through it with those kind of steps that I suggested there on that list or, you know, um addressing it in general if that's all it takes for you as a person mm-hmm. and then acknowledging through like acknowledging my stress or anxiety through those steps allows me to have calm because it brings me back into the present rather than avoiding mm-hmm. so what i think is interesting is right now we're having a conversation about stress and anxiety and the way we've come at it is like via anxiety as a conflict and how to deal head on with that and I just think it's so interesting that the majority of the time when you talk about anxiety and stress all you hear is coming from like the other side of things of like things you can do to make yourself feel better and like little ways you can combat anxiety like breathing and uh thought you know processes and envisioning things and talking to people and like all those things and I just think it's it's kind of like what we talked about before like the self-care phenomenon that we that we're sold yeah it's kind of that same thing it's like I just think it's so interesting it's like it's, I think it's just such an interesting point of view to, for us to come to anxiety from like the other side of things rather than talking about like it's COVID-19 and we're all stuck in our houses and it's very stressful and anxiety inducing but like if you do yoga or if you do um like get up every day and stick to your routine and you drink lots of water and you eat healthily you might feel better where it's like well no like maybe we that's that's it's not gonna hurt but maybe we should be dealing with the anxiety of this crisis head on and being like what's the conflict i'm worried about x y and z and how can i deal with that yeah and then through those seven lists the seven things you just said on that list uh why do you guys go where do you guys go on friday night to the movies yeah. I actually just got Wait. that. I don't think I've heard that before. I just thought of it. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. And I think that is the most productive way to deal with it. Because like you say, obviously doing mm. yoga, doing breathing, if you apply, if they are daily routines for you, then absolutely those are the things that are going to calm you. And there'll be tons of yeah. people who get into yoga now. But if those are not a part of your daily routine, if if the whole shift of what's happened has made you feel anxiety on a level that you and stress that you haven't before, mm-hmm. then you're po- you're probably going to need to come at it from a different angle yeah. because yoga is just going to make you sit there and freak the fuck out, mm. like or it might make you feel better temporarily, but you're not actually dealing with what your heart and also, mind is yoga- stressed over yoga is about accepting yourself on the Mm. mat so like let's say you are a large person or you're heavy boned and you you maybe you run or maybe you train at the gym but you don't do yoga Mm. and you're not the most flexible like obviously you might stretch for yourself but you're not the most flexible getting on a mat and doing Mm. poses is honestly really debilitating like I've been that person I've been the person who 
like goes to a beginner's class and and I've had to like learn that it is about no matter where you're at mm. you still have to practice and breathe through that like that is what the practice is about but it's that's a very yeah. for, I think for young people who maybe ego is still quite rampant mm-hmm. um I think that's quite hard to I just settle into that's so and hard and I think it's that. just missold to us so badly like genuinely from an outsider's perspective how I see things is literally like do yoga and do eat healthily eat vegetables and you will feel better and like that is actually just so wrong like they are just a tiny tiny fraction of what will make you feel better and they will only make you feel better amongst doing so much other work as well yeah I I think people would disagree with you on that because I think people who don't struggle well I don't know because we've talked about this before like I I think I think there are people out there who will have just eaten their vegetables and will have just started yoga and will feel better but I think those people are jumping from a different mindset compared to other people yeah maybe I mean it's I don't think it makes me feel worse obviously when I eat healthily I feel better too but I just think it's it's very dangerous to like sell it as like the be all and end all I think there's just so much more to it basically Mm, totally and so what what do you do you agree with me then or do you have a different way of achieving calm like I achieve calmness by I don't know if I am achieving calmness to be honest like I'm 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 just going through every day so I suppose the most calm I have is when I was watching Tiger King and I was actually really enjoying it but also like I have college work right now and I was avoiding it for like the last week like I'm not anymore but I was like that wasn't calm mm. um okay so well that's I, I think that's laced with guilt. um an interesting point because like yeah are we even achieving calm and if and if we are if we aren't why why and why not yeah so like you, I don't feel that calm do you not okay no not internally like I'm being lethargic I'm not moving a lot but mm. I yeah I don't feel calm really no. I don't really feel calm either but and my but my mood is changing like day by day so yeah. I'm feeling calm so yeah so basically to backtrack how I deal with this anxiety of this crisis was just to yeah to try and face it as head-on as possible so rather than just going like it straight into yoga or healthy eating or whatever I've been trying to deal with it and like really logically like okay what are the things that would be stressful for me in this scenario like number one financially obviously everyone's stressed about finances at the moment because like the whole economy is fucked then number two the stress of like being cooped up in my house with my family and not being able to have my freedom and then number three the stress of like that there is a potentially deadly virus out (laughs) in the world and we are trying to avoid it because like hundreds Mm. of thousands of people would die if not so like in no particular order they're the three stressful things and so I just kind of dealt with them head on in terms of being like okay well financially gratitude comes in thank god I'm not in a scenario where my finances are that bad like like I'm living at home and then I, I just got I've been laid off temporarily but I'm getting the government funding so like grant i'm getting 350 euro a week that's grand for me so then that i'm even though in the back of my mind there's still stress about money in my job i'm just kind of just saying like reminding myself of the logic that like that will be fine then the second thing is yeah being cooped in my house that's where like i don't know dealing with being cooped up in your house yoga and healthy eating and you know getting fresh air and um, like using the fucking headspace app or something might help you with that <laughs> but I'm also trying to just battle it head on like if I am being finding myself getting overwhelmed one night just being like okay well what specifically is it like rather than just being like oh I'm stressed because like it's the virus and I'm in my house just being like specifically what is it and it's like okay 
I feel like I'm stressed because like my room is too small right now in which case like leave my room or like I'm feeling stressed because like my mum is on my case and like okay maybe talk to her about it or ignore her <laughs> but anyway this is such a tangent but then obviously the third thing is the virus itself and then I'm just thinking logically about the virus like okay well thankfully I'm not probably going to die if I get it and my parents probably won't die if they get it so th- that's where my that's how I deal with my anxiety about that and then then I'm like if they do get it we're all doing all that we physically can in our power to not get it so there's no point in me feeling more anxious about it because like it's like literally this is all I can do and if they end up getting it and one of my parents gets really sick we've done everything in our power to avoid that so that's just life if that happens that's kind of how I deal with my anxiety about that yeah totally you reminded me as well that I did actually feel calm I went before the lockdown I went for a drive to uh I, I bought a coffee in my local coffee shop which was practicing great social distancing mm-hmm. uh and i'm totally delighted to give them i should give them a shout out nick's coffee in mm-hmm. wicklow town and i then drove i got a coffee i got up early it was like probably like 10 a.m early <laughs> uh <laughs> got my coffee sped to british bay i played like oh i played like lady gaga in the car like uh it was a gorgeous, gorgeous day. I don't know if anyone remembers it. It was like literally the day of. Yeah. And, um, or no, it must have been, yeah, it was either the Friday or the Saturday. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, well, yeah, no, sorry. Anyway, that's so re- irrelevant. But I <laughs> I drove there and I just parked. I didn't get out and walk on British because actually I had been to British probably a week and a bit back. And I'd gone for runs up on British for a couple of days. But the, the people were practicing social distancing. But it, it's like it's a beach. You're in public. Yeah. It's not good. So... Um, I I didn't get out and there actually was no one really there there was so little people there that they probably were practicing social distancing and two horses uh, crazy well how do you say rode by drove by <laughs> two horses trotted by <laughs> trotted it was trotting it was really cute they were two sisters with those like classic horse riding people yeah. pony like plaits um, but it was so beautiful they were so magnificent to watch they just were like clip clopping in to British it was gorgeous but anyway I just sat in my car and listened to music with the window down and my coffee yeah in the gorgeous day and actually that was when I felt true calm stunning yeah sorry well, sorry to everyone I, who hasn't felt that because yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> but sorry my point even was that like the the whole like even look at that specific case that I felt peace at I needed a car I needed the freedom to leave more than two kilometers of my home I needed like the the, the coffee element because mm. I'm like tired I need to be woken up like those are things that are so valuable to me but they're 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 so privileged in loads of ways and yeah. my perspective sees that now and that's invaluable in a sense as well so yeah and that's where gratitude comes in yeah totally and I think exactly I think peace came because I was just there was no pressure for me like even I'm a lazy person right like I I will admit that I've said for years that I I love my bed I know same i think we've discussed this on the pod i think before. we have too funnily like, enough <laughs> yeah yeah like we both love our beds i like, love my I bed love, yeah like, like when i was in my bed, I know. when i was 12 years old Sorry, yeah. i did a school project about my bed like it was called my bed and it was just a picture of my bed and then like an essay about how much i love my bed when i was 12 no way how iconic oh it's that iconic it's that deep it's that it's that long-standing it is yeah okay so then i thought we could round off this episode by talking about things we did just talk about how to achieve calm there but things that we've been loving in this moment okay oh i love this this is like mini gratitude yeah mini gratitude casual gratitude (laughs) hashtag casual gratitude 
Um, so yeah, you go first. What have you been loving since? Okay, uh, I've been loving. 13? So normally, uh, I wouldn't indulge in listening to kind of pop music that much. In obviously, I, there's lots of pop artists I love, but I found this time to be like the only kind of music I want to listen to is like really easy listening and nothing sad, nothing depressing because like that'll bring me to a place where I don't want to go. So I am listening to Julie's new album and Harry Styles' new album. Oh, no and I'm way. really, really into Harry them. Styles. Harry Styles is great. I mean, there's some songs that aren't good, but like there's some songs that are good. Like it's it's bringing my mood up so much, especially because it's sunny now and we're kind of coming into summer. I'm like, this is such good vibes. Yeah. Then I haven't had a chance to binge Netflix. And that's something I've been like moaning about since like November when I started working full time. I just haven't really binged many Netflix shows because I just don't have the time. So I've really loved being able to just for no reason just binge tiger king i loved it um and then i've started watching the wire as well which is a show because it's like such a long show i've been meaning to watch it for years and years and years but i've never had the time now i'm like this is stunning i'm gonna watch that i'm getting really into that are you loving it um it's still early days i'm kind of just like waiting for it to like really kick in like i'm still like figuring out who the characters are kind of thing because it's really confusing but um, i am enjoying it i'm definitely loving it and then um what else? I've kind of just been loving having nothing to do. I'm that I'm a I'm a I'm a bitch for that. <laughs> That's like what I'm into. I love waking up in the morning and not having to set an alarm, not having to go anywhere. Like I'm still working a bit from home, but I don't have a huge routine, and having a, no routine doesn't bother me. I love having my own time, so I'm just indulging Same. in that and just having a lazy day. Like I'm living in tracksuit bottoms. Like I literally. I'm literally I'm living and dying in tracksuit bottoms now in sweatpants and I'm I'm okay with it because I can. Yeah. What have you been loving, honey? Honey. Oh wait, one more thing. I've actually been loving how the internet has brought friends together. I've been FaceTiming a lot of people, video chatting, house partying, Netflix partying. I think it's I think it's actually deadly what you can do with your friends, and I love the closeness of like video chatting a friend. When we're when you're both in your pajamas in bed, like I would never normally do that ever with my friends, with some of my friends, and now we're doing it all the time. Like we've we've called our girlfriends who live abroad normally um, more in the last two weeks than we have since they moved away. Yeah. That's yeah. deadly. I love that. And all of us so, were. And we I, were just I, like it's not the same our... as this real social interaction, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah, totally. And I think you're. I think you're only. I mean, again, we're coming from a privileged privileged position but if if you are coming from this privileged oh my god privileged (laughs) position where you yeah you don't suffer from you know triggering mental health by not being able to touch someone you know like that could trigger like oh my god loneliness you know all those feelings Mm -hmm. this is such a good time to test your endurance Mm -hmm. and like yeah that's just positive again all these positive thoughts yeah can bring back calm like they give me happiness which then in turn gives calm and peace but um yeah, I um, I just made a joke there. I don't know if anyone caught it. You said, "What are you loving?" and I said, "You." Oh, cute! I didn't hear that. Yeah. Sorry, it must have been the glitch of the Facebook chat. Mm, sure, sure, sure. Um, oh yeah, so I'm loving loads of things at the moment. I am watching documentaries that I should have watched. I know. Years ago. I was so. It made me so happy to hear you watching documentaries. And I was like, thank, thank the heavens. Um. Well, I. You see, I used to love docs. Like I used to love Louis, Louis Thoreau, and I used to love um making a murderer. But then, like you, I I was one of those people that like would get so caught up in them that I 
then like when it all came out about making a murder being super formulaic and like there being three other sides to the story i was kind of just like i can't deal with mm, this like i'm that. just too too much of a sucker but now i'm not too much of a sucker so i watched tiger king and i'm so surprised that people have conflicting conflicting kind of conclusions like i've talked to people who are like oh no i feel bad for joe like, i know some people love joe i, I heard that too love him I know, yeah, it's like I'm not into that. I'm not into Hi, it's Carol either. But like, I <laughs> hey, oh, you, you should have started Carol. your. You should have started this episode with Hi, it's Carol. Yeah, Georgia Kelly. Damn. Okay. Anyway, and then I love so also so one of these docs I watched was uh, Five Foot Two, the Lady Gaga documentary. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. Controversial. So enjoyable. Is that controversial? No, I don't think so. She's like quite open in it. Okay. And then. As a result of that, then I started listening back to her music, which just like ignited me with a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something I'm doing that's like the random is that I'm learning choreography to music because I've always wanted to do that. And now I have the time. That's so cool. Because I definitely have a, uh, what they call a rhythm. Uh, you have a rhythm. <laughs> I think I'm good at dancing. Like I can feel it. I'm not good. I'm not good at movements, but I'm definitely good. Like I can feel music in my body. So oh my God, that's in, my, in my body, I can feel it in my body. <laughs> music. Oh my God. Oh my God. Music in my body. <laughs> so yeah. Water bottle. So yeah. Oh, you I... should watch Back with the X. Speaking of Australian accents, you should oh, watch yes. it. You'll definitely I... like it. Will I? I watched the trailer and he left the food for her outside her room and she was like, this is so something he would do. And I was like, ew, I hate you already. <laughs> yeah, you might hate you might hate them, but I, I'd be surprised if you didn't at least enjoy it. Like, you like Love Island. Why are so. people getting back with their exes? Do they, like, why Why is that a thing? Who one, made a TV show about that? One person in the couple, like, at the TV show is like, say I go to the TV show and I'm like, I just, I, I've never let go of that old flame from five years ago and I just really want to see if they'd still be up for it and then they hook me up with the ex and then I meet them and I'm like hey I'm doing this show I want to try to get back with you what do you think do you want to give it a shot and then they're either like yes or no and then you give it a go for like three weeks and then at the end you have to decide if you're going to stay together or not that's insane but what if someone like what if an ex came back to me and was like do you want to do that I'd be like no unless are they paying the people well no they obviously just chose couples that like the, the person agreed to it Okay, sorry. Thank you for shedding some light on the production there. I was Duh. like, why would you do that? Like, I... Um, you're, you're forced into it. Like, you can say no at the start. Do you get money now? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I would totally do it if I was getting money. Absolutely. Yeah. So then I wanted to end this as well with a really nice quote. You didn't say what things you've been enjoying. That I did. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Documentaries and dancing documentaries and dancing uh so the i wanted to end this episode with a nice quote so kind of before when the schools shut down una malali and even before that i think she was tweeting um she had this thread on twitter that was all about how to deal with conflict and anxiety in this time and she kind of had a word it different i think she was kind of talking about it in terms of pain mm-hmm. and she's gone through cancer treatment in her life and she's uh so that's a huge life shift and she succeeded and I think she's cancer free. I, uh, I believe she is. So 
but she suggested in the thread this really amazing song which I had heard of before because my brother and my mum used to listen to it and it's called it's um, uh, Glacier by John Grant and it is sad music but if anyone is feeling mm-hmm. that sadness and can't just pick themselves up and be happy it's a great song and the line that I love in it is the chorus and it's this pain is a sorry this pain it is a glacier moving through you and carving out deep valleys and creating spectacular landscapes and nourishing the ground with precious minerals and other stuff so don't you become paralyzed with fear when things seem particularly rough beauty beautiful and just when you are feeling overwhelmed to imagine it moving through you Mm. and processing like a glacier is such a calming thought So, yeah, I just thought that was nice. And then we could end it there. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my God, you're welcome. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. I'll be live tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) I actually, sorry, why is everyone so comfortable doing lives? Why is everyone obsessed with lives? Like... I'm I'm not criticizing anyone who's doing them. I actually I totally understand why they want to do it. I totally but I'm get also that. like I can't. I totally got that they have a following that will want to see that, but yeah. I don't want to see that from everyone. No, not everyone. I will tell you, I am okay, so Loki, no one knows this really about me, but I'm obsessed with Maria Shriver. Um yeah, does anybody know who she is? No? Okay. Uh yeah, so she is she was married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um he had a baby with their their, their house cleaner. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> and like ended up having, like I think it was, I don't even think it was an affair. I think it was like a one night stand because he ended up not even knowing that the child that he'd fathered with the with the cleaning lady, which I can't remember her name and I do apologize. But she ended up, she ended up telling him that it was, like she was in a marriage as well. Mm. So um, he never knew it was his child for, not never, sorry. He didn't know for ages. But like the way it happened like they they were born a month apart from each other like his child one of his youngest child with maria and and that baby Mad. so he has two kids who are like twins technically yeah, like in terms that's of so weird um born in the same year but anyway maria shriver is also a her her mom was a kennedy oh, eunice Shri- cool. uh, eunice kennedy and then or eustace maybe not eunice it's a it's a weird name anyway and yeah, so she, Maria Shriver is a journalist and uh, she does loads of stuff on spirituality. Like she's real into, like she has a, a series on YouTube called Architects of Change where she interviews like authors and mm. like uh, for, not authors about anxiety, stress, forgiveness, spirituality, uh, f- uh, uh, food as well. She's quite into that and she's like and how that can affect your system and your mm. health. And then she's also super interested in Alzheimer's because her mum and I think her dad maybe or... One one of them had serious Alzheimer's and passed away from that, and then the other I think was just like coronary issues. But yeah, I, I'm low key. No, I'm actually quite high key obsessed with her. Yeah, like I watch so her cool. live with her son. That's your crush every day. Also, her son is Patrick Schwarzenegger, who is also my crush of the week. Have you seen him? He is no, but maybe and he comes on. He comes on the live with her, and he sits next to her, and he's just being so casual. And I'm like, you're so incredibly hot. Mm. <laughs> Okay, I love you. Signing off. Um, Thanks for listening. We love you. And we hope you're doing okay. And if you're not, sure, mess us. We're not doing anything else. (laughs) Okay, bye. bye.